Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Great to see you. Great to be here. You know, how are we doing? We got a heavy flow. You know, I tweaked my L7 and my L12 in the back. I don't know. Something's tight. My back feels like a, a strong boondoggle. Remember boondoggles? You you know, you, you'd take that plastic stretchy stuff and you'd weave it. If you didn't make boondoggles in your youth, I don't know what the fuck you were doing. But anyways, real tight back. We've got a heavy flow right now. Period is come back with a vengeance. I think I'm passing an ovarian cyst. So my period looks like a miscarriage of the Antichrist. You know what I mean? It's not great. That's a dark joke. I apologize. I don't know. I don't know. When it comes out, it feels good, but also feels wrong. Anywho, what are we doing? Yeah, I got a, I got a heavy flow. Shout out to anybody with PCOS, fibroids, or just menstruation. Anyone with a vagina who, who gets it once a month, you just for about eight hours, you just become unglued, unhinged, you know? My jeans are rolling down on themselves. I'm sweating through this linen shirt. L.A., the only place you can wear linen a year round. You know, and I got to be honest with you. I would crush in a Tommy Bahama store. I'm not particularly fond of the stuff they make for ladies, but if I was a dude, only Tommy Bahama. I'd love a sponsorship from them, but I would wear linen shirts, you know, with a palm print every day, sets. I'd wear a Panama hat smoke a stogie, and drink a Hemingway daiquiri. And I would thrive, and I'd probably live in Key West. If I was a man, I would 100% identify as a Key West local, native. I'd have a boat, speedboat, probably sell drugs on the side. That's just, I don't know, I'm looking into my future. Anywho, anyways, wow, could really spiral here. Listen, I had two shows in San Francisco this past weekend, and then I had a show in Los Angeles. And I want to tell you guys from the bottom of my heart, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Of course, I'm grateful to everybody who came out to San Francisco. Sidebar, wow, San Francisco. I got yelled at for saying San Fran, even though I think that's a little ridiculous. You know, I've said this before. People come to Atlanta. If you call it Hotlanta, that's fine. It doesn't upset me. It's fucking hot. You're allowed to call Hotlanta. People from Atlanta go, you can't call it Hotlanta. Yes, you can. Are you sweating in August at the Brave Stadium? I am. Go fuck yourself. It's hot. 
Anywho, San Francisco, though, great city, beautiful town. Really sad to see uh, what's going on with the aggressive, you know, aggressive drug scene there. But, you know, I listen, I'm not I I don't know what I don't know what the answer is. All I know is I had a couple gals and a kitten heel have to step over a rogue needle on the way to the theater. But I had a great shows. But yeah, I mean, you know, the shows in this area called the Tenderloin and the security guard and the Tenderloin is I mean, there's a lot of people outside doing very uh, the drug usage. You know, somebody's holding a crack rock. And they're saying hi, very friendly. But also, I saw a man, I'm just going to let you know, San Francisco, I saw a man, I was leaving my show. I saw a man put down some newspaper and take a dump. I saw them I, with my own eyes. You know, and then I'm in my car and I kind of look at him because I. it's like a tr- you know car accident. You can't look away. And we made eye contact. And I think I helped this man, you know, I, I, I don't know if it was like, you know, when your dog looks at you, dog makes eye contact while they're shitting. This man looked me dead ass in my eyes. And I was like, it's okay. I got your back. If anybody comes up, I'll let you know. It was a weird. It was like I was at a stoplight. And for 40 seconds, we really made solid eye contact while he pooped on the street. And I, you know, he seemed chill about it. So I was going to fuck up his thing. You know what I mean? But it was, we lingered with eyes a little too long. So Anyways, that was my takeaway from San Francisco. Beautiful city, though, but I don't know what the answers are there. But yeah, the theater was in the Tenderloin. You got to gird your loins in the Tenderloin. It's a wild time. So I definitely had to do a little bit of a safety PSA. I just wanted to make sure everybody was coming to and fro the theater safely. But a great city. Great city. Great people. Loved it. But I want to get into Los Angeles. This past weekend, I had a completely sold out show at the Orpheum Theater, which, like I said, it's a very full circle moment for me. I used to work at a gym here where celebrities would yell at me because they couldn't get on bike two because they were trying to have an affair on their wife and sleep with one of the instructors. I mean, I know all the dirty secrets. And maybe I'll write a tell-all one day, and really throw everybody under the bus. But to go from working at a gym to then selling out the Orpheum and just, you guys showed up for me. And I know I showed up for you because the show was fucking fantastic. And I I really, truly have never felt more alive than being on that stage. And the only way I can describe it is like if you took mushrooms, who you like, you know, did a micro dose of a chocolate edible. And it was just a warm, tingling sensation from my toes up to my taint to the top of my head. And it was phenomenal. And you guys just showed up for me. And I mean, I'll kind of show you behind the scenes, you know, the pull the curtain back. There's a lot of pressure right now. Obviously, there's pressure because I've got things creatively I'm trying to get made. And, you know, they invite these network execs and they invite these people from all these, you know, these hot shots, these Hollywood hot shots. And my agents and manager, you know, they wouldn't tell me who was coming. And right before I was about to go out on stage, I'm in my gold jacket, dressed as Brenda, and I've got my wig on and I'm clutching my pearls. And I'm just saying, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you look like such an asshole but you look like a fucking star, kid. And I had a pep talk to myself and I said, Heather, you're not doing this show for these people. These people did not get you to where you are now. These people did not write jokes for you. They didn't do shit. I have done this on my own. I am so proud of the work I've done. And I said, this show's for you. This show's for everybody who bought a ticket. This show's for everybody who's ever DM'd me before and said, we love you. We got your back. Thank you. Because we fucking crushed. And it was a wonderful night. And I really did. I, I mean, of course, obviously, they're, you know, I guess, eh, tastemakers in the audience or people who own, who can open the door to fucking opportunity. But you know what? I, I said, I'm not doing the show for them. I'm doing it for me. And I'm doing it for everybody who showed up head to toe in animal print. And I don't know if I'm doing this justice by telling you how I feel. But really and truly, um, it was one of the greatest moments of my career and of my life. And I'm so grateful to each and every one of you. Just what a fucking great time. What a great night. 
And it felt so good. Just a full circle moment for me to be in LA and to see sold out on that marquee and just to laugh, like genuinely living in my truth, laughing, giggling was a fucking great. It was just a great night. It was a great night. And then we'll see. And if these fucking people from LA, if these fucking Hollywood, if they don't call, if they're like, nah, not my cup of tea, suck it. I don't care because we're going to continue to trailblaze and do what we want because y'all are the reason I'm here. Every one of you who's bought a ticket to the farewell tour, you're the reason why I'm here. I don't care that some guy named Rick in an office in Burbank, oh, he's going to be the one to tell me whether or not I can make my own art. If I can do my shit, tell my story. You know, it's a new year, new us, new me. I'm doing the friggin' most. But you know what I love? I love starting my new year off with uh, some great new sheets, some five-star bedding. And I'm talking about Brooklinen. Honey, Brooklinen. You want to really change your life? Get new sheets. You're on that old, that two-thread count. You should be living your life like you've got that Lux Lux. But you know what I love about Brooklinen? It's not that Lux Lux price. I am obsessed with them. Also, you want to talk about a love language. Why don't for Valentine's Day, you give the coziest gift for your special someone or yourself because Brooklyn and specializes in all the comforts you need for an extra little TLC this V-Day. Can you imagine how sexy it is? Any gentlemen who are listening to this, you buy some brand new Brooklyn and sheets, you get some comfy, cozy loungewear, you put some rose petals on the bed and you go, baby, come here. I bought us new sheets. That is sexy because that's a gift that everybody likes. Listen, I love everything that Brooklyn has. They have amazing comforters. They have cloud soft comforter options and you can pick the weight and size that's just right for you. My whole room's Brooklyn and my guest bedroom is Brooklyn and I've upgraded everything. There's a reason why Brooklyn has over 80,000 five-star reviews and counting. Listen, I love their sheets. I have two guest bedrooms. Raymond literally said he was there for Christmas. He goes, bitch, these sheets are fantastic. I said, yeah, it's Brooklinen. I got you, baby. I got you. Refresh your rest with the comfort essentials from Brooklinen. All you got to do is go to brooklinen.com and use promo code absolutely not for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code absolutely not for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. Again, that's brooklinen.com, promo code absolutely not. Okay, y'all, let me tell you what. In order to join my country club, I had to sit down, right? And I had to go through an interview process. Now, mind you, my grandparents remembers, my parents remembers. I was on the Barracuda swim team since I was a fetus, okay? My parents threw me in the deep end and said, swim to the other end if you want a chicken tender dipped in a craft ranch. I've always been a gal who just jumps in and figures it out. And I had to sit down and have these two older guys interview me. And when I sat down to join my country club, they said, what do you do? And I told them, I said, I'm a comedian. And they looked at me like I was fucking, I think they think I do porn. I really do think that, I mean, these older men, they were in their seventies, really nice guys. But I definitely think that they thought when I said I'm an entertainer, specifically comedy, I think they thought that I did porn. And I think that's probably why they let me in, that they probably wanted to stir the pot a little bit. Maybe they lived on the edge and they thought, she checks out head to toe. Looks like a little road hard put away wet. She probably is a porn star. And maybe that's why I got into my club. But the reason I'm saying this is, is I've sat in front of a lot of people before. I've had to wine and dine some of these Hollywood fucks. And it was just like trying to get into my country club. And you know what I did? I sat there and I go, listen, Mark, you know, Clive. I don't, <laughs> that wasn't his name. It was like a Mark and a Ron. I said, listen, I'd be an asset to this club. Okay, I'm bringing good times. Have you seen me at the 4th of July BBQ? Tops off, tits up. Tequila, 
down. And if you want to bring young blood and keep your membership going, if you want to keep this club alive, because I hate to tell you, eventually, Ron, your L7 is going to give out and you can't hit the links like you used to. And if you don't have people like me, young people coming in and keep and, you know, keeping the lights on on this place, buying 40, 40 cases of Camus on a Thursday night to wet my palate, you're not going to be able to keep the lights on. And I think these Hollywood guys came to my show on Saturday and saw this is it. This is the next wave. We're the tastemakers. I don't take no for an answer. And I force my way into this golf club and I will force my way onto screens at your home. And I don't know how we're going to do it. But if you think that I'm going to wait around for somebody else to tell me, yes, you're out of your damn mind. I will show up head to toe. Golf gear, new Callaway clubs, and I will tee off whether or not you gave me a tee time or not, baby. Do you understand the analogy I'm going for here? I'm trying to have men who understand golf realize that I'm showing up to play without a tee time. I'm not asking for a tee time. I'm already a member. And you know what? This is members only. And the members that are part of my club know the real deal, that we do it on our own. This made no sense, but also made a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Sometimes when I am motivating myself, I just, God, you know what I mean? If I wasn't on my period, I'd be wet, but I'm wet because I think I just went through a super tampon. But either way, I'm good. I'm good at what I do. I am. I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize for being great. I'm not doing it. You know, I just, I really, like all jokes aside, I really had this pressure to like go out there. I'm like, I don't know who's in the audience. I don't know who's going to be the gatekeeper who can tell me yes or no. And then I was like, fuck this. These are my jokes. This is my life. These are my stories. These are my people. I'm do- I've done it my way. I live at home with my mother, for fuck's sake, whom I adore, who said, go get him, kid. And I'm not asking permission anymore. We're doing it. We always have. So why I would let anybody else, I would even let that phase or, or phase me. I don't know. I don't know. So anyways, I just want this to be encouraging. If you're, if you've got a big business meeting coming up, you're waiting, you're like, am I going to get the job promotion? Am I going to get this or that? Do what you keep doing. Cause you got yourself in that position in the first place. You're working at the bank. You know, you got a big presentation. Don't do what they want. Do what you want. Do what you know you're good at. And you're going to get it. Quit asking old Ron over there. Can I join the club? Baby, start your own. Start your ladies nine hole. Go out there. Rip some cigs. Hit some, you know, Mike's hard and just fucking rip them. Take out a nine iron and smoke it. Get in that sand, get a sand wedge out and just shank it. Because we're not asking anybody else for permission. We're doing it ourselves. Anyways, thank you, Los Angeles. Good night. <laughs> just like, what is this? I'm, I'm not, I just, I had a really great time and it was so great to see everybody. And I'll tell you another thing. I want to thank personally the people who come out and support me and my friends in my life who've bought tickets and they don't have to. I mean, I love giving free tickets to people. That's, so this is no hate, no shade to anybody who's ever asked for a comp ticket. But they're friends of mine who buy tickets and they come to the shows and they've come to multiple shows. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for the support. 
you have no idea. It means the fucking world to me. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. I feel good. And I feel like I let, you know, these past couple months waiting for other people to tell me no or yes. I really had this like, oh, fuck moment backstage. I don't know if the wig was so tight that it was cutting off circulation in my brain or it was just cutting off circulation to the part of my brain that gave a fuck. I said, I'm doing this. This shows for me and for everybody in animal print. All right, we're going to get back into the uh, the absolutely not line. Uh, I mean, I miss you. I miss the voicemails, but it's nice to be back in the studio. I got my girl, Michelle, with me, and she's going to rip through some of these. And I want to see her. I want to hear what you've been up to. How have you been feeling? What's absolutely yes and absolutely not going on in your life? I'm ready to, I'm ready to chit-chat about it. Absolutely yes to everybody who's had my back. Absolutely not to the people who, you know, want free tickets or who knew I was in town. And they're like, oh my God, you had a show? <laughs> you want to come to brunch Sunday? No. If you weren't third row with your tits out, I'm not coming to brunch. Fucking Margaret. Oh my God, you had a show? I had no idea. Sorry, Margaret. It's sold out. I don't have comp tickets for you. You know, f- oh God. It's insane. It's insane. It's always a fucking Marge. Margaret. You know what I mean? It's always a, it's always somebody. Hey, girl, I haven't talked to you in seven years. Do you have any free tickets left to your show? No, I don't. It's for another asshole who will eventually read my script and tell me yes or no. It's I'm saving it for another Hollywood asshole. You know, give me a break. You bought me a smoothie once at Soul Cycle. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm very grateful. I don't know why I'm going here. Anyways, we're going to get into the voicemails. As always, you can call into the Absolutely Not line, 800-213-7503. But while I'm on a roll, I want to see what y'all have been getting into. Let's get to our first voicemail. I'm tired. You know what I mean? I'm tired. We're stressed. We're trying to do the most. And what we need to do is take some time for ourselves. You know, we talk about mental health on this podcast because it's important. You know, this is essentially my therapy session, but I also found that it is smart and healthy and it's good for my soul to talk to somebody. And you know what? I love talk space. Why? Because I'm on the road right now. I don't have time to make an appointment to see somebody in person. And honestly, I need, you know what I need? I need help. I need help to chit chat with somebody maybe before my shows or to just work through that anxiety and all the stress and fear of being on the road and being away from home. But what's nice is I use Talkspace and Talkspace is amazing because everybody needs help sometimes. And if you're struggling with your mental health, connecting with a licensed therapist through Talkspace can help you start feeling better. They have thousands of licensed therapists across dozens of specialties. And unlike traditional therapy, Talkspace fits your schedule, not the other way around. With live chat, video, and audio sessions, you can easily fit mental health into your daily routine. Also, you get access to a private virtual room with you and your therapist, and you can send messages 24-7 and get replies throughout the day. Listen, make your mental health more than just another New Year's resolution with Talkspace. Go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code ABSOLUTELY at sign up. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code ABSOLUTELY. Take care of yourself this year and go to Talkspace.com, use promo code ABSOLUTELY for, again, $100 off at Talkspace.com. Heather, it's Lindsay from the Bay Area. I'm laying here in bed recovering from your Friday night show in San Francisco. Girlfriend, you did not disappoint. Bust down Tatiana, amazing show, giggled for 90 minutes straight. My face literally hurt. It was amazing. I would like to address, however, the unhinged hyenas in the balcony that you had to thrice 
tell to sit down and shut the fuck up. I mean, who are these women who are paying to go to the show and think that we want to hear them talking? Absolutely not. I want them to call in and explain themselves. They've got some explaining to do. It is very uncool. Love and light. All right, Lindsay, listen, I hear you, sis. You know, obviously praising the LA show, that crowd was phenomenal. I got to be honest with you. The Thursday show in San Francisco, amazing audience. Like Chef's Kiss wanted to literally tongue to tongue, dingle dangle in the back of the throat to dingle dangle in the back of my throat to every single person in that audience. They're amazing. Friday's night show was like if you were in a fishbowl of sound and I was standing on stage fighting for my life and the show was great. I mean, I don't think the audience knew anything else, but at one point, half the audience was just shushing the other half of the audience because people were having full blown fucking like, Hey, I'm going to get seven beers. Do you want, no, why don't you come? Do you have a tampon? Like it was insane. So the front of the audience that was down in the theater, they kept looking up at the balcony, like what the fuck is going on? And listen, it's a thing. We've had to start a lot of our shows wherever we do them in California, very late. Because if I say it's an eight o'clock showtime and maybe I need to put on the tickets, guys, there is no opener. It is me. I open for myself as someone else, which is a very manic and borderline thing to do, but show up on time. I'm an old theater gal. If you show up to the Broadway, you show up at eight, the show starts at 8.01 on the dot. So a lot of people were coming in late, but they were just like screaming. It was the wildest thing. And I don't know if it was the acoustics in the building, but a lot of folks afterwards at the meet and greet were like, how did you do that? How did you wade through that fishbowl of sound? And at one point, I'm like having to tell the, I'm like, can you shut the doors to the bars? Like, I don't understand if you're going to get a drink, why 60, the entire row has to go get the drink. People were fighting over seats, fighting over tickets. I mean, if for the first 20 minutes of the show, it was just like I was performing in a gymnasium at a pep rally. And I was like the substitute teacher who was just letting you know what was going to happen at the Winterfest, you know, like, So at three o'clock, we're going to have booths in the corner for you to get chili dogs. And like people are just talking. It was insane. And there's a really wild thing as a performer when you are saying a joke and you can physically, words are coming out of your mouth, but you're thinking in your mind. I wonder if that girl up in the literal nosebleeds, I wonder if she was able to get her tequila or if her friend Kim had to help her carry it. Like it was insane. So I got a lot of complaints after that San Francisco show, particularly just people saying like, the audience like wouldn't shut the fuck up. It was like when I was in Dallas and these two women who spent $400 on tickets, I'm sure, second row, are just drunk having a full conversation about, it's Brantley. Did Brantley get picked up from Carpool? It was wild. It was really, (laughs) it was bizarre. But I hope you had a great time. I mean, you know, I give my all. It's a real performance. It's a real one-woman show and I was very proud of that. But yeah, I had a feeling that Friday night y'all felt that I was then moving through Jello, trying to get y'all to... I mean, I literally looked up to the balcony. I go, shut the fuck up. Shut, I can hear you having a full conversation, you know, about where's my vape? And then I got a contact tie. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, it was more of like a rock venue that we were performing at in San Francisco, but I had a full fucking contact tie. Somebody was hotboxing, row 10, and by, I'd say, 70 minutes into my set, my left eye started to twitch. And I was just like, let's fucking go. Like, I was high as a fucking kite. And I'm so, you know, at my shows, I maybe have a glass of wine. I'm drinking a LaCroix if I'm living on the edge. And I was full-blown 
Cheech and Chong by the time I said goodnight. But you know what? It's okay. We're learning. I'm not angry. We're learning as we go. But if you come, turn your phone off for a fucking hour. Some woman in the balcony took a full fucking phone call. I called her out. I was like, ma'am, did you answer your phone? Took a full fucking phone call. Turn off your phone. Come. Just sit. Kick your feet up and enjoy yourself for 90 minutes. It's unbelievable. I love you, but thank you. Thank you for coming to the show. I hope you had a great fucking time because I love performing and I love what I do. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. It's Julia from Chicago. I have an absolutely yes. Your mother is currently on Instagram Live and some guy told her, hey, Robin, the man, my uncle, who I was going to hook you up with, just had a brain aneurysm. So now you need to find someone else instead. Your mom got so upset and she started to tell him like, well, you know what? He's looking over you, all this stuff. And like a minute later, the guy goes in back into the chat and goes, Robin, he's so alive. <laughs> I have never laughed so hard in my entire life. Robin just wrote this guy off like he's just dead. Just, she's just, doesn't give a shit. She's going for it. I love it. Robin's got to keep going on Instagram live every night. I'm so here for it. Love and light, Heather. Okay. Thank you, caller. I love that you tune into my mom's live streams. You should follow her at the Red Contemporary, but it's also a giant liability for my career. Everything I've built will eventually be taken down brick by brick because Robin McMahon will end up saying something fucking insane on an Instagram live. Here's the thing, y'all. She she needs the eyes done. Her eyes, she hasn't been able to see for the last like six and a half years. I mean, I thought about calling um, our local police and just saying, go ahead and flag her off the road. You know what I mean? She won't listen to me. Should she be driving? Absolutely not. But I love, so when the comment came in from whomever that said, hey, you know, I want to set you up with my uncle, but he just had a brain ears. That was it. That's all she read. She heard my dates off the table. We need to pray for him. And then I love that, that this gentleman said, no, he's still alive. I just, he just needs to recover. Like we just gotta, he needs to get like basic motor functions back. And then you can go on a date with him. <laughs> Guys, can I tell you one time? Okay. Not one time. The time that my dad was um, dying in. <laughs> oh my God. You know, remember the one time my dad was dying from cancer in a hospital? They sent in this preacher to pray over him. And my dad, the weird thing was when he was sick, he was completely coherent. So he's in the ICU, but completely coherent. He didn't like when he died, he was like, good night. Like, and like tip backwards. Like he knew exactly what was happening. At no point was he like in a coma. So they send in this preacher to come pray over him. And literally the preacher is literally like, we pray that when you take him, da, da 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 you know, give him a sense of peace and all this shit. And my dad, the preacher walks out. My dad goes, does this motherfucker know I'm still alive? And literally, I've never laughed so hard in my life. And I was like, dad, I'm so sorry. He's like the fucking balls on this guy. I'm awake. I'm alive. And my dad and I clocked each other like, well, while we were all holding hands, saying this prayer over my dad, which was, I think, eventually, when I look back, it was actually the kiss of death. Like, <laughs> this guy, I think he, like, did not set my dad up for success. There was no healing prayer. Like, we knew that we were, like, dire straits and he wasn't going to make it, but my dad was completely coherent. So I think the preacher coming in and being like, and Lord, when you take this man's soul, like, <laughs> I think, you know, it might have been the crib keeper. When I really look back at it, he might have actually taken him too soon. 
And my dad just goes, this motherfucker doesn't know I'm still alive. And we laughed. God, that's so fucked up. If you've ever watched somebody die in a hospital, then you'll get it. But I remember my dad and I laughing so fucking hard about it. He was like, this is so fucked up. Obviously the best of intentions, but nothing's worse when somebody comes and reads you your last rites, but you're still like ready to go smoke a cig. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, my dad was like, he opened one eye and he's like, I'm still here, okay? (laughs) (laughs) This is so funny. So fucked up. Robin had the best of intentions. I remember my dad was really coherent in the hospital because at one point he goes, Heather, can you be less loud? And I went, yep, sure can, yes, sir. (laughs) That's what I knew. I was like, dad's totally with it. He's like, Heather, I love you, but you're screaming. And I was like, I am. I did not bring my inside hospital voice. I am at full, I'm at like a 12 right now. You're right, dad. I'll bring it down. You know, I'll tell you one thing that was always triggering for me. When people have ever said like, you know, she's loud. I'm not loud. Maybe in the hospital, yes. Do I have an inside hospital voice? Sure don't. Am I, I can whisper. But um, that always has bugged me. You know, when, when a man describes someone who's funny as loud, that's not the same thing. Dad's still dead, isn't he? <laughs> I'm in a dark place. I'm on my period. I've had a lot of high highs and now I'm sweating through this linen shirt. So I'm at, I've also had a lot of low lows. I don't know why that was so triggering for me to, rem- to remember the time that my dad was fully coherent looking at me going, this fucker is literally wishing, me, wishing death upon me. And he did. But we had a laugh. We had a laugh. In the darkest moments, the funniest shit happens. But yes, also, now that my dad is dead, I've said this before, if you have a rich uncle or somebody, I mean, again, if he's recuperating from a brain aneurysm, a heart attack, whatever, we definitely want him back on his feet and then, you know, I'd say good travel shape. You know what I mean? Robin wants to go do things. She wants to go to Paris. She wants to be on the Italian Riviera. She's not going to push around your uncle if he's in a wheelchair. She's not. I love you, but she's not. So we definitely want him recuperated. I'm glad he's still with us. So I'm so glad that this, you know, this lovely gentleman, he, you know, he made it. We love that journey for him and we're, we will be praying for him. But please only send over handy capable people. And that's not, again, that's, that's not, I'm not trying to be an asshole right now. I'm just letting you know, Robin has bad eyes. She can also then be in charge of making sure the brakes on the wheelchair are in the lock position. They may not be. And then when your uncle goes into the, you know, the Mediterranean Ocean because it goes off the back of a dock. She'll be the one to blame. And I don't want that responsibility or that liability on my mom. You know what I mean? I'm trying to set them both up for success. So it's not me being an asshole. Like if you got a bad leg or whatever, just two people with two handicaps can't show up and figure it out. You know, there's only one. And Robin, until she gets her cataracts done, she needs a a fully able-bodied man. How did this get so dark? You know what I'm saying, Michelle, right? You get it. Yeah, you get it. All right, let's get to the next voicemail. Athletic Greens has changed my life, really and truly. Okay, it's hard for me to stick with stuff. You know, you throw so many supplements and stuff, you never know what's going to work. But Athletic Greens is my jam. And you know who's really addicted to it? Jeff. I'm telling you what, he looked at me the other day and he said, in his exact words, babe, I'll tell you what, I've never been this regular. And you know what? That's also a peek into our marriage. And really marriage in general is just talking about how good your bowers are going. And Athletic Greens keeps you regular, keeps you all the things. It's also great because you don't have to think about it. It's a no brainer. All right. 
basically what you do is Athletic Greens was created when the, the founder experienced that in order to take the amount of supplements that you need to take, it's 15 different pills. And the creator was like, all right, how do we streamline this? How do we make this more easy and efficient and delicious? And that's how they came up with Athletic Greens, that you could get optimal nutrition in a routine that's on your own. So what do I do? I, I take one scoop of Athletic Greens a day in some water in the morning, chuck it down, and I'm getting all my nutrition. It's a multivitamin. It's just basically everything that's high quality that you need for your body, whether it's minerals and nutrition and anything for your gut, all in one little setting. You just wolf it down. It's delicious. It also comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in with these winter months So because we don't get as much sunlight. So listen, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash absolutely to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Heather, it's your girl, Jeannie. I'm from New York, okay? So I'm trying to make these short, but bear with me. We talk so fucking much. So I'm a teacher. All right, I wear contacts and I wear glasses, okay? So I'm talking about it with my kids, okay? They're talking about someone, let's say Claire, okay? Claire's getting glasses. Like, nice, clear. Yeah, I wear glasses too, but I wear contacts during the day. She goes, My mom says if you wear contacts, you're lying to yourself. You are a liar. And I was just like, Okay. This is a new thing. I this is new to me, fresh off the press. If you wear contacts, you're a liar. Now, I've always said that people who can't keep eye contact with me, I don't trust them. Okay, I've had a couple business meetings. Remember, if you come in with a baby back bitch handshake or if you can't keep eye contact, if you're one of those people like looks away or you look up or you're looking over my shoulder, I'm not going to do business with you. I don't trust people with shifty eyes. I don't care if it's a fucking twitch. I don't, I just don't. If you got to look, look me dead ass in my eyes when you're speaking to me. Come in with a firm foundation handshake. Like what the fuck? But contacts, if you wear contacts, you're a liar. That's new. That's definitely new. I mean- you're lying to yourself is what she specifically said. So I'm going to tell you this right now. Your student whose parents said that to them, it was a bad divorce. You know it. You know when she was finally packing up the last few things of her ex-husband's, she was going through the, the toiletry drawer in the bathroom and she picked up the contacts, the little, the little thing with the contacts. And she goes, you know what? You know what, Joe? You're lying to yourself. And then she threw the contact solution and the kit into the Tupperware container that she's going to light on fire in the backyard. You're lying to yourself, Joe. You're a liar. Because she caught him sleeping with someone else. That's what happened there. So I think that child, unfortunately, probably has real divorced parents that hate each other. But I do, I'm going to start saying that more often though. Like, if you're like, oh, I drink matcha, you're a lion to yourself. <laughs> I watch Yellowstone. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're a lion to yourself. I've now turned Irish. You know, you're a lion to yourself. How could you look at you watching Yellowstone like you think you're something? You're lying to yourself. I don't even know what this accent is, but I'm going to start saying this to Jeff 
Every time he goes to, like, say goodnight, you know, he tapes his mouth shut because he's because I'm married to a serial killer. If he comes to kiss me, I'm just going to grit my teeth and go, you're lying to yourself. Oh, that's so funny to me. I just like charactership. Good night. I love you. Oh, yeah, but you're lying to yourself, aren't you? You think you love me. You don't even know. <laughs> and then what Jeff will do is not respond because he's dead inside because he's also married to a serial killer. You know, there are days where I look at him, I go, I'm sorry. I apologize for nothing and everything all at once because I do this. You know, I, I think I've told you guys on the podcast this before. My favorite thing to do right before Jeff falls asleep. I have this voice. And it's this guy, this character I've come up with. And his name's Tyrell. And he's in prison. And right before Jeff falls asleep, like, you know, when he's just taking that, that like sweet little deep breath, I get right in his ear and I just go, watch your butthole, boy. I don't know why I do it, but it's fucked up. And Jeff's like, God damn it, Heather, stop. And I'm like, I'm gonna sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. And he gets so upset about it. It makes me laugh. I have these whole monologues as this guy, Tyrell. You know, he went to prison, but he wasn't really supposed to. He's like an old, like I'd say like an 80-year-old white man who's just misunderstood. You're lying to yourself, Jeff. Oh, you gotta tape your mouth shut. You're lying to yourself. What do you think you're? You're a liar. Also, calling someone a liar is really funny. You know what I mean? I'm not great with confrontation, but I kind of like that. It really throws somebody off. If you're like, hey, did you call down for the valet? I don't know. Are you a liar? Because I think you're a liar. It's just so aggressive. There was always, there's always that one girl when she fights, she always says, are you lying? Are you, but you're lying though. Here you're lying to yourself, Kimberly. Oh God. I don't know why that makes me giggle. People who wear contacts are liars. I mean, people who wear colored contacts are for sure liars. And I love it when somebody comes in with like a periwinkle eye. Like, yokey, yokey. And you know who always has a, always has a color contact? She also has a, a belly button ring. Her name's Nikki. Nicole, she goes by Nikki. You know what I mean? And I-K-K-I. Always. I haven't, there's not a single Nikki that I have ever met that didn't at some point have a belly button ring and wear color contacts. Oh, bitch, you think you have a hazel eye? Yeah, No, you just look, no. And then they, it's like when I have fake eyelashes and all I do is rub my eye. That's all they do. They just keep adjusting the, the contact. Like, relax, Nicole. Relax. She also had divorced parents. But, you know, hey, everybody's got their thing. Everybody's got their thing. You know, my parents, my parents didn't get divorced. And actually, we're in a very loving, stable relationship. But one's dead. So don't come for me, children of divorce. We've all got baggage. You lay into yourself if you don't think you need therapy. Oh, why is this so funny? Okay, I've told you so bad. Please, Taylor Sheridan, who created Yellowstone in 1883. This is me right now. Hold on, because we're on camera. Please, I'll do anything. I literally have my legs up. I will do anything. Please, can I be in a show? I want to be in a show where I get to play like, you know, a brothel owner. I just want to be in a period piece so bad. I'll dress up like a fucking leprechaun. You know, there's not a lot of representation for Irish, you know, mythical creatures. 
I'm Irish. Put me in. I'd love to be in a show about, you know, and just walk around, I don't know, with a, on, with a wig on, a fake beard, going, you're laying to yourself, Nicole. You have no idea what you're doing here. Maybe it's like we're fishermen. Moby Dick, have they done that? Put me in. I'm ready. Someone, please give me a job where I get to wear a girdle, stockings. Maybe I have a gun, you know, maybe a pipe, ride a horse. I could even go in the future. I'd even go so far in the future. Hoverboard, you know, just have like a, a sack of apples. I feel like those are all very period piece things. Just, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm really ready. Please, someone give me a job. All right, let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. It's your girl, Julie, calling from Chicago. I have an absolutely nothing, which is when strangers come up and touch your pregnant stomach. I don't know if anyone has ever experienced this. I'm sure lots of people have, but I did. I experienced it recently. And it was truly one of the most awkward experiences in my life. I was dropping off my two children at school and this mom who I'm like familiar with her face. I don't know her name. I know nothing about her comes up to me in the hall and just touches my stomach for like a while. And it was like an out of body, strange experience. And I wanted to be like, Hey, Veronica or whatever the fuck your name is. Cause I don't know what your name is. Could you not? It was just like, am I a sheep at a petting zoo? Like, no, you can't do that. Okay. Let's ask. Okay. So our caller said that she's pregnant and that somebody came up to her and touched her belly. Well, then I got to be honest with you. I feel no sympathy because you've clearly never been a fat chick. All right. If you've ever been a heavy set woman, guilty as charged, still thick, which is fine. Body positive, self-confident. But you know, I'm, I'm a fuller figured gal. Do you know how many times somebody has come up to me and said, looking slim or looking trim or have you lost weight? And then they just touch. They literally graze their hand on the front of your fupa or they graze their hand on like your ass. Oh my God, look at your ass. It's looking, no, it's always just there. They think it's a compliment. Oh my God, have you slimmed down? Have your boobs gotten bigger? Oh my God, your shirt's not gaping. Wow. I, you know how many times I've been touched, rubbed down, grazed? And I usually go, no. Like, like what, do you, what the fuck do you say to that? Now I hear you. That is a wild thing. I always ask before I touch a pregnant lady's belly. I do think it's a cute thing. But I always say, oh my God, so sweet. Oh my God, do they kick? Can I touch? I always say that because enough of my girlfriends have complained about it. And I'm not going up to people I don't know. I'm not just going up to a woman at, you know, at a fucking coffee bean and just saying, can I touch? That's still not consent. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you corner somebody in a, I don't know, in a, in like a Michael's art supply bathroom and you're like, can I touch? That's still stranger danger. That's fucking creepy. Don't do that. But yeah, if you've ever been a heavy, if you've ever been a full figured gal, You've definitely had somebody touch your stomach before. Oh my God, if you slim down, you're looking trim and you're just like, can you not, mom? Can you not? My mother has always done that. Touch my, the front of me. Oh, okay. We're less puffy today. That's called childhood. All right? Literally. I'm the queen of doing a French tuck with my Tommy Bahama shirts. Tuck a little in the front, but like pull it out a little bit 
So you can't see that the, the zipper on your pants is literally hanging on for dear life. I get enough of the blouse out to cover up the fact that the button is about to literally kill itself and that the zipper won't go to the top. It's a little trick. I don't know if they teach you tricks in your biz, your line of work, but mine is, let's just cover the fact that my insides are slowly dying because I grew out of these pants a month ago. It's a trauma-based thing to go into an Ann Taylor and tell them, we need new jeans. Okay, I hear what you're saying and what you did. You just called in and bragged about the thing that you bragged about the fact that you've been thin your whole life. We get it. Good for you. But also, yeah, you shouldn't corner somebody and touch their stomach, period. Oh, these thin women always find a way to let you know. This is new for them. Somebody touched my stomach. (laughs) It's called, were you ever on a volleyball team? No, nor was I because I didn't make it. I didn't make the cut, okay? I didn't make the cut. Oh, God. And I remember when I was cheerleading, and when I'd be like, let's go, and I'd raise my arms, and it was a big thing because, you know, your belly button couldn't show. It was a big thing. Yeah, okay, you know what? This, is, this was a fucking humble brag, this bitch calling in. Someone's touching me without my permission. Yeah. Hang outside of a Baskin Robbins when you're 14 and see what happens. Been there, bitch. Done that. Let's get one last voicemail. Listen, if you're like me and you go grocery shopping and then you feel like you waste stuff because you just, you spent a fortune at one of these big supermarkets and then you didn't prep it right or whatever and then it goes bad, you're like, hello, hello. There's so much waste. We are doing, we're so wasteful and I don't know why. Here's the thing, though. I found this company, Imperfect Foods, and I really love them. They make it so easy to get a grocery delivery service offering an entire line of sustainable groceries that taste delicious and reduce waste. Make a difference in our food system. Embrace the natural imperfections and get your groceries delivered weekly with Imperfect Foods. Here's the thing. All you got to do is visit imperfectfoods.com to see if they deliver in your area. Once you sign up, you can personalize your weekly grocery order with fresh seasonal produce, pantry staples, plus your order will arrive on the same day each week. On average, Imperfect Food customers save six to eight pounds of food from lesser outcomes with every order. And unlike on-demand delivery companies, Imperfect delivers weekly by neighborhood, which is a unique model that produces 25 to 75% fewer emissions than individual trips to the grocery store. You know, it's like everyday delicious groceries fall through the cracks of our food system because of how they look. Well, Imperfect Foods is turning this around by sourcing quirky, but delicious foods. Okay. So you get an orange with a little, you know, a smiley face on the outside. It's still good. And Imperfect Foods will help you get those delicious produce and groceries delivered right to you. What are you waiting for? Join the movement and get 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use promo code absolutely. Again, 20% off your first four orders. That's up to an $80 value at imperfectfoods.com. Promo code absolutely. Imperfectfoods.com. Use promo code absolutely. Hey, Heather. It's your girl, Sydney from DC. I'm calling in with an absolutely not. Um, just absolutely not to working. I am done. I'm over it. I'm 24 years young and I'm ready to retire. (sighs) I've aged 40 years in the last two years that I've been working. Oh, wow. Sydney. Wow. Age 24, ready to retire because you're tired, bitch. I'm exactly 10 years older than you. And let me tell you something right now. You know what I purchased 
You know what I purchased for my overpriced Italian leather sneakers I bought? Because I can't fuck with the wedge anymore. Orthotics. I put orthotics in my golden gooses the other day because I wasn't getting enough arch support, which then is essentially a trickle-up sensation. Then my sciatica flares. My hammies get tight. Then we go up the spinal column, the six and the seven. They're fucked. Then I get a tight neck, which then leads to a tension headache, which then gives me a slow eye twitch, okay? Which then oddly trickles down to a a post-nasal drip that then goes down into my lungs, which then equals esophageal reflux. So then I have acid reflux. Do you know what I did last night at a very creme de la creme LA restaurant? I had to ask my lovely server for a ramekin of baking soda so I could mix it with water so I didn't barf at the table. Because if I have one glass of peanut noir, I can't eat the rest of my chicken piccata because it's too fucking rich for me. All right, I don't want to hear it. You're tired at 24? I'm, I'm turning 35 in March, and all I want to do is work till I'm 40 and then hit a shrimp shack below the border. Give scuba dive lessons, but I'm not certified. Do you know what I mean? And then have little bitches like you who are 24 come down. I'll say, come down to Heather's shrimp shack and scuba lessons, and I'll take you out on a boat. And you'll think you're on spring break. And it's, you know, yes, we're going out. We're going out. Going to snorkel or scuba dive. And I throw you in the water with the tank with no air. And then I lean over the boat as I see you trying to, you know, reach for a hand. And I go, are you tired now, bitch? You're laying to yourself. (laughs) You're laying to yourself, Sydney, if you think it's not going to get harder. Yeah, we're all tired. I hear you. Okay, I'm just... You've been out of college two years. My God. Yeah, we're all tired. I'm tired of trying to prove to people that I deserve my own TV show. (sighs) Tired of my hair thinning. Tired of the fact that I can't figure out arch support. It's like I I need a sling back heel. I don't even want to say kitten heel. I need the the heel that's like the equivalent of a pug. You know what I mean? Not a kitten, but not a high, not a a Great Dane. I need a pug. I need a pug shoe. Because when I wear flat shoes, my feet fucking hurt. And when I wear real stilettos, my feet hurt. So I got to find a happy medium. And I don't know why, Dr. Scholes, please reach out. Can you send me some custom orthotics? Because the orthotics I got now, I said, I don't have the patience. I don't have three days to break these in. Because now I'm getting shin splints. It's all cyclical. Starts from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. And then you're lucky if everything around your taint works when it's supposed to. You think 24 is rough? And I hate what I'm saying right now. I hate it. I hate when people say, oh, wait till you're 50, wait till you're 40. It all fucking hurts, but I know we're tired. Actually, Sydney, I'm sorry for yelling at you. I love you. (sighs) Sydney, I wish I could go back. I wish I could go back when I was 24. You know what I mean? I'd probably marry a much older man. I probably would have gone on seekingarrangements.com and just said, fuck it. You know what I mean? I would have fucked an older man. And I would have figured it out. I would have found a zaddy. And I know that's, you know, but I would have. Because right now, when you get to where I'm at, I have my chiropractor on speed dial. I have a naturopath who's like, needs a stool sample every four days. Do you know how 
like strained my relationship is right now with FedEx because I keep dropping off turds to their fucking office. Every time I go into FedEx, I have a new stool sample. Do you know what it's like to walk into FedEx and they go, here's the shit lady again. Do you know how demeaning and demoralizing it is to try and figure out what's going on with your gut health because you have to drop off a stool at a FedEx on a Monday at three? I'm broken inside, physically, spiritually. I look up to God every night and I go, why are we still here? I just want to move to Key West, transition to a man, wear Tommy Bahama button downs, smoke cigars, and I don't know, you know, maybe chill on the beach and just maybe dress up like a pirate. You know what I mean? And so you're lying to yourself. We're all lying to ourselves. Every day we all get out of bed and it's a fake sense of you can do it. You know how I feel about motivation. You, you don't got this. You do have it and you're going to do it. And then you come home from work and you're like, I did that. And like this weekend, these show, this big show in LA, I did that. I did, and I'm proud of myself. And I did that. But if you don't think there were moments walking towards that stage where I s- slapped myself in the face and go, you're lying to yourself if you think you can do it. You're lying to yourself. But then I did it. And you will do that, Sydney. So you know what? Actually, we are going to turn this around. I hate motivation, but you got this. You're 24. You got the whole world ahead of you. But if I hear this, I'm tired. We're all tired. But keep lying to yourself. That's what it is. That's all life is. You get up every day, you look in the mirror and you go, you've got this, bitch. You know you don't. You will eventually. But you don't. But you will. But none of us have it. You know what I'm saying? So life is all smoke and mirrors. And it's all great until eventually we figure out what kind of health ailment will put us in the grave. Statistically, heart disease is up. Cancer is up. We have COVID. We, uh, something's going to take us all out. You know, I'm in LA, right on the San Andreas. They have a TV show about it and a hit blockbuster. It's coming, the big one. Buckle up. We're all tired. But I think if you just take a nap, get a snack, Gird your loins and know I got your back. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can always find me on the Absolutely Not podcast. Call into the hotline 800-213-7503. As always, I love you. I mean it. I will see you on the next episode. I have some exciting guests coming in and I can't wait to continue to be on the road. You can find me at heatherontour.com. I've got shows next week. We're going to Savannah. We're going to Orlando. Then I'm coming to Oklahoma. We're doing Tulsa. I'm, I'm all over the place. Come find me this spring. Salt Lake City. We're doing the fucking most. Phoenix. We're we're going everywhere, literally going everywhere. Get your tickets at heatherontour.com. Uh, I love you. This is what I do. We're here. We're here to bitch. Absolutely yes to every single person that came out and has been supporting me. And absolutely not to the fact that, you know what? Our days are numbered. Love you. Mean it. See you on the next episode. Arrivederci, Chabella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.